Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back to the Surgeon Masters mini podcast. On this episode, I have a guest, Dr. Shruti Tannen, a board-certified plastic surgeon with added subspecialty certification in hand surgery. Shruti, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Jeff. It's great to have you. Love talking to all different surgeons and especially uh, plastic surgeons that uh, lead the way in some things, and yet we're all kind of struggling to succeed in this world of practicing medicine. I kind of wanted to start off with what's a highlight, but I'll also have you help with your introduction a little bit. But you came particularly to our attention with the recent book that you just uh, released. Can you share with us a little bit about that? So I was in academic practice, as you said, doing plastic and hand surgery in another town. And then I moved, starting my private practice from scratch. And I had no referral base. And I kind of had to learn a lot of things on my own because I was looking for a book much like the one that we wrote. I found in the first six months of my practice that good friends, colleagues, plastic surgeons around the country were calling me saying, how did you do it? So who'd you hire for your website? I'm like, oh, I did it, you know, and and here's how I did it. And they're like, no, 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 who'd you hire? Like, how did you do your Google ads and who taught you how to do this? I'm like, no, no, I figured it out. These are, these are some resources. So I started putting together resources, collecting my own data real time so that I could then pivot and make change. And I realized, you know, I want to share this on a broader scale rather than emailing friends here and there who are kind of going through trying to figure out where they want to be in their career. And we all know that physician burnout is a problem. I mean, it hits close to home. That's why you have this podcast to kind of help us as surgeons really figure out how can we take back control in our lives. And so one of the things, regardless of practice setting, I think it's important for physicians not to feel trapped, not to feel like they need to be in jobs that are not fulfilling out of fear because they can't make it out on their own. So my goal was to help liberate, empower them to sort of make decisions on their own and feel like it's starting a business on their own, starting their own private practice, or even just kind of boosting their own online presence. I didn't want that to seem so daunting and overwhelming. That's excellent. I mean, and it really is a lot of that, like just that transition, there's so much to do. There's a sense of overwhelm. Or even if you're not making a transition, you're just trying to grow your practice. There's a sense of so many things. And you have some thoughts and ideas of doing that in this particular area. And that's awesome that you're sharing that. Give us a little bit more pearls along these ways. Certainly. I mean, this Pillars of Practice is a platform on topics that aren't covered in a structured way in medical school, residency training, you know, or fellowship. So, for example, something that I would challenge our listeners to try and incorporate into their practice, which might make you bristle at first, is to ask your patients for reviews and do that regularly. And I think it's there are just three simple things that they can do that I would say, you know, first, make it consistent. Make asking for reviews a part of the fabric of the practice, just like you schedule a post-op appointment, just like you schedule a follow-up. Also should be a, you know, oh, and by the way, if you don't mind writing a review and providing some suggestions. And so that should be something that, you know, your front desk, everyone should feel comfortable asking. And I know as the doctor, you know, no one ever taught us, how do you have that conversation in residency or in fellowship? And so, and it might feel like just uncomfortable and awkward. And it really doesn't need to be because it's not about you. It's about patient education. You want your 
patients to be able to give you that social credibility and explain if you have your hand surgery, your ligament reconstruction, tendon interposition, you, if you have your LRTI here at this doctor's office, well, when you come back for your hand therapy, they're going to really follow you closely and they're going to give you these exercises. If you have any problems, they'll work you into the doctor's office to be seen for a quick question. Like these kinds of things mean so much coming from a patient. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, you just ask your patients and say, hey, how'd you find me? Oh, you found me through my review. Well, we'd be honored if you would write one and explain your experience so other people can be educated and learn from that. And lastly, I would tell people to diversify their portfolio of reviews. And I can tell you from my own experience when I left academic practice that the ones that these hospital-employed programs will often solicit reviews through email surveys that then stay within the hospital system. So when I left, when I walked out those doors, I lost over 100 reviews that were written, that were heartfelt, that told the story, (laughs) which that hurts. So I recommend you start asking on Google, on Facebook, on Health Grades and Vitals, where, you know, these are kind of independent websites where people can put themselves anonymously, but provide some real life stories of what it's like to be your patient. That last point you made kind of highlights the sense of frustration that a lot of physicians, surgeons have is that they are actually doing some of these things. And then there's a change somehow in the format, the location or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got to start all over. But your role at the end of diversifying is awesome. I mean, it's just another way to look at that. Like, don't just do it on your own university website, like look at other ways Mm -hmm. to expand it. And, you know, I would say that the generation after us, so like the millennial generation has done this the best. They make their own Instagram pages and they make their own Facebook pages. So, you know, they they rely on the website of the university, for example, or the hospital system, but then they have a presence outside of that. So they set themselves up to have an identity on the internet that is separate from the university, which I think is important. You know, I'm just going to kind of restate these things back to you a little bit as Mm -hmm. how I think some of our listeners might be taking it. Some of the pearls that I got from your three points was a consistency. So like a lot of things in surgery, having this sense of consistency of doing something, one, increases the likelihood you're going to do it. You get better at it. It becomes a pattern. So again, consistency. And then in a way, kind of the second one is how do we have other uncomfortable conversations? If you consider this uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. so some may not, but if you consider it uncomfortable, how do you manage an uncomfortable conversation? Well, you figure out a way to make it a less uncomfortable situation. And you, your approach is highlighting the educational component. So I kind of did those two and I already talked about the diversification. So just kind of rebound those back again, what do you think are, are the key points? I think the key point is to make it a culture. So like you said, consistently ask for reviews every day with your patients and make it something that's about patient education because we're all passionate about that. We're all in surgery and patient care to help our patients. So make it about education and then make sure you give patients options. You can do these reviews on Google, on Facebook, on health grades, on vitals, wherever you feel comfortable um, and provide as much detail as you feel comfortable, but make it easy to do. I'll task you one more time, really simply. What are the three things that they can be doing? I think they can simply very regularly, consistently request reviews from their patients and say, you found us through reviews. We'd be honored if you would share your experience as a patient and a review of our practice on these platforms like Google or HealthGrades. 
Thank you so much. I, I think there's probably a lot more information in Pillars of Practice online marketing tactics they never taught us in medical school, but they can go find that and we'll give them a way to do that. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Jeff. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Shruti Tannen. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.